The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, let's do it, Steve. It's another edition of the arrowhead pride rapid reaction show we're wrapping up what was a very enjoyable sunday night football for kansas city chiefs fans i think coming into this game that ended up 41 14 in favor steve i'm gonna i'm gonna say it for you the first place kansas city chiefs in the afc west amazing that we're even saying those words they win 41 (laughs) 14 over the the Las Vegas Raiders and it wasn't one of these games where you come out of it uh, 13 to 7 and you don't really know what to think about the Kansas City Chiefs this was a situation where you went in and you not only needed to see them beat the Las Vegas Raiders but you wanted to see them do it in a way where they looked like themselves especially against a formidable opponent the Raiders had proven to be that so far this year Granted, everyone seems to have a bad loss in the AFC, except really the Chiefs. That's a that's a conversation for another day. But they're five and three coming to this game. The fan base is ramped up. They're in Vegas. This is a pretty good football team. I, I understand that they've had some crazy stuff happen off the field leading into this game. But the Kansas City Chiefs, you didn't really know what they were. And I came out of the the game, and I thought the the key point of it, and and I said this in my rapid reaction. You could read right now for ArrowheadPride.com. I think Chris Collinsworth's words of saying they're finally doing what they've talked about for months, for weeks, we have wondered when are the Chiefs finally going to put it together and actually do what they've been talking about, have better pocket presence for Patrick Mahomes, manage the offense better, take what's there in front of them. They were able to do that. And then you saw the bigger plays opening themselves up as the game went along. I I tweeted this out. I don't think Patrick Mahomes was necessarily fixed. I think we're finally seeing a new version of Patrick Mahomes where this in-season work is paying off. Steve, I know you got a play that you want to play for everybody. Why don't you hit it? Go ahead. Mahomes. Ton of time. Look at this. Escapes. (laughs) Goes to the end zone. Williams there, and he makes the grab. That's what kind of night it was. It was Patrick Mahomes doing what we were used to in previous years because the Chiefs built to that as the game went along. And then you get Daryl Williams high-pointing a ball. You get Noah Gray (laughs) scoring a touchdown. We haven't said Noah Gray and his name since it was August. It was hot out. I I couldn't wear this because it it was too hot. That's the last time we were talking about uh, Noah Gray. And, And just this feel of, okay, Patrick Mahomes and this offense, they can still have their way with you. And I know we got to talk about the defense, but I I want you to be able to give your comments on the offense as well, Steve. Yeah. I mean, this is what we've been talking about for weeks, right? It's that the chiefs simply weren't adjusting offensively for weeks. And we were like, you got to run the ball more. You get, you got to work in the short intermediate stuff and that'll open up the big plays down the football field And I saw you tweet this, Pete, and I mentioned it multiple times on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network this past week and all the interviews that I did on Raiders podcasts and stuff this week. I said that Andy Reid needed to dust off the Alex Smith playbook, and I thought we got a big dose of that tonight, where especially early in the football game, I mean, Daryl. 
yeah, I didn't know Daryl had that high point grab in him. That was awesome to see from Daryl Williams, but he had nine catches. He had nine catches for 101 yards. Like, yeah, I, I didn't have time to go back and look at it, but I don't know when the last time was a Chiefs running back had over 100 receiving yards. Maybe Damian Williams. I would imagine you'd have to go back as far as Kareem Hunt to have a Chiefs running back with over 100 receivers. It, it, it was finally what we've been asking for. And, and I, I know, granted, it only ended up being, a, I believe it was 11 carries for Daryl. But as far as running back involvement, the Chiefs had to, at some point, commit to being boring to an extent, where it was bringing back that Alex Smith playbook, where you see the screen game, where you have the, the screen from to Travis Kelsey and the screen to Daryl Williams and you're running shallow crosses and you're playing in that, that I would say seven yard to 15 yard range and you're letting Travis Kelsey. And, and this was weird to me too. It seemed like the Raiders were okay with Travis Kelsey having free releases, but when Travis Kelsey is able to play with free releases, he's going to find that soft spot. You were finally seeing that mind meld that you have between Patrick Mahomes and uh, Travis Kelsey really, um, take place. And then as you're consider and, and as you're committing, I should say, to the run game, that begins to open up things for Tyree Kill, right? I, it it seemed like madness because we would come out of Eric Bieniemy's press conferences and Andy Reid's press conferences, the same thing to an extent with Mahomes, and be like, Man, we have just had this same press conference like six weeks in a row. When it was it finally going to click? And to me, this was the first night where you felt like, okay. All of this stuff that we have been discussing, it's clicking here. Now, again, this is one week, and this is, I thought, a, a good team right now in the Raiders. You're able to do it against them. What's waiting for you is a real test in a Dallas Cowboys team that looked fantastic as well. And so this just gets even more interesting. But we have to stay um, with the game tonight, and I want to discuss the defense as well. As the offense is finally figuring it out, you had back-to-back -back games Granted, against Daniel Jones and Jordan Love, where the defense looked especially good. I thought that they continued that tonight. Now, there was that one broken play in the second half where Anthony Hitchens was guarding Brian Edwards, which we are not football coaches, Steve. We, we just watch this thing and do podcasts about it, right? But, like, we know not to have Anthony Hitchens single coverage against yeah. Brian, uh, Brian yeah. Edwards. Like, that's not going to be a, a good result for you. So, Granted, there were going to be broken plays like that, and I think you take that touchdown away, and this was a fantastic night for the defense as well. We had stars of this team, Jaron Reed and Daniel Sorensen, fan favorites. Uh, one was able to get a sack. Another had an interception in this game. You saw um, consistent pressure, I thought. I don't think Derek Carr was exactly comfortable, maybe a little bit more early in the game, but as the pressure began building, and, and this is why the whole thing works with each other, like this big ecosystem. It's like, Okay, now the offense is putting up points. The Raiders, though, okay, you might have wanted to see a little bit more pressure on Derek Carr, but now they have to start pressing themselves. And, like, it's that old-school Chiefs thing that we haven't seen in so long where because the offense is finding a way to score at will, now the Raiders' offense starts pressing, and it resulted in what were turnovers. That play by Rashad Fenton, Play of the night might be the play of the year. I know this ended up being a complete blowout, but the game was still up for grabs at that point. And that yeah. seemed like, okay, maybe this will be a shootout where it's going to be Mahomes and Carr blow for blow. I don't know what Deshaun was doing on the play. Now, this is his first game with, with the Raiders, and this is kind of his first game getting back into the mix. Didn't seem like he once he came down with it, he knew where he was, but Heads-up play by Rashad Fenton, who has been fantastic. I know the PFF grades have finally reflected how good he's been for the Chiefs this year. But knocking that ball, that is such a timely play that essentially changed the game. And we've talked about quicksand in the Chiefs' losses this year. This was a quicksand game for the Raiders, where all of a sudden one thing went wrong, then another thing went wrong, then another thing went wrong, and the Chiefs were able to take advantage of that. Yeah, it's Rashad Fenton. You know, we love him on show and BK and we've been raving about Rashad Fenton. We need more Rashad Fenton. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, I feel like that's just Deshaun Jackson play. Like he always right. makes it as difficult it's like as like Deshaun possible. give and he take it yeah. away. As they yeah, say, yeah, it's so you know? I don't think that play was that crazy. But yeah, that's the type of play that the Chiefs defense wasn't making early in the season. And Deshaun Jackson, maybe that play is totally on him, but it's such a heads up play. And you can point to the rise in Rashad Fenton snap counts 
as to when that secondary really started to take a turn this year. It, it, it is Juan Thornhill, too, and Daniel Sorensen not playing as much. But as soon as Rashad Fenton, they stopped playing Mike Hughes because he was getting burned by everybody, and they put Rashad Fenton in the game, and he has been nothing but spectacular for the Chiefs secondary. He's been he's been a huge for them. You said his name, so I have to bring it up. Mike Hughes. Let me just say something. I like Mike Hughes. I think he is a good role player when it comes to the defense of this team. You can't let the punter force a fumble on you. We'll get back to that in a second. Here's Andy Reid talking after this big Chiefs win. Here's go. Um... Traverius Ward had a, a bit of a stomach uh, illness. Willie Gay likewise had a little bit of illness before the game. Um, and really everybody else finished, you know, I mean, they played. Uh, hats off to the fans. Uh, what a great job they did. Um, I'm saying the Chief fans, and uh, they were here in numbers. <clears throat> a lot of red. Uh, we felt that and appreciated it. Uh, listen, defensively, I thought we really came out with a great game plan and the guys executed uh, very well. Uh, Legereus, I mean, his tackling was a was all part of that. Jaron uh, Reed um, was around the quarterback all night. I mean, you know, everybody, I, everybody had a piece of this. So I just, I thought the defense really, really played well. And offensively, we were, um, we likewise were able to, uh, do some good things and a lot of numbers, you know, a lot of numbers for Pat, a lot of numbers, um, you know, for Tyreek and Kels and, and then Daryl Williams. I mean, had over 100 yards uh, receiving, which I thought was great. Third downs were great, both sides of the ball, but third downs on the offensive side were, were good too. Um, and then special teams. Uh, special teams, I thought, did a solid job the whole night. And then you had in the fake punt, um, which was great. I mean, he, that that helps keep people off balance just a bit. Um, Dave, Dave had a nice plan for him. EB had a nice plan offensively, and then Spags defensively. I just, you know, it was a solid performance all the way around. For that time, yours. You elaborate on the fake punt. Uh, seemed like a pretty risky call at that point in the game. Which made it work. Yeah. Well, we we saw that it was available, you know, and so um, they were cheating back a bit, and you, you got. A punter that can throw the ball, and he does it every day in practice. And and you've got Camp out there, who's a good receiver. So um, yeah, there's a risk involved, but the, we thought the benefit was was even greater. I mean, so. Andy, you, you thought you were pretty close to some breakthroughs, but how how different and reassuring does it feel to see it all kind of come together in a game like this? Yeah, well, I mean, there's such a rivalry between the Raiders and. And the Chiefs, so it's it's a you know it's obviously a good one to get for the guys. Uh, Rich on the other side of it is battling his tail off, and so are his players. So um, working working through all of this, and um, but it, it, listen, it's a it's a good one to get against a talented football team, and um, we've got so much room to improve still, and uh, but we have a little bit of season left to do that. So we're going to keep chopping away at this thing and making ourselves the best we can be um, as it goes on. What do you have to say about, the, about your team? Obviously, you had a slow, it's been a rough start over the last couple of months to now be in first place in the AFC West. Yeah, so that's good for today. And then you got to get back on it and, and get going. Um, I mean, I appreciate you saying it, but I, you're just as in this league, you're just as good as your next next game. And, and uh, we're seeing this every Every Sunday and Thursdays and, and Monday nights, uh, the parity in this league is ridiculous. And so you have to stay on your game and you have to continue to work to get better and eliminate some of the mistakes that we had tonight. I mean, you got to keep that going and um, enjoy it because they're hard to get. But um, just know where you're at and what this league's all about right now. Yeah, what about Patrick tonight? And yeah. Well, Gus Bradley does a heck of a job defensively, and they've got talent on that side of the ball, and they've gotten after they've they've gotten Pat a couple different times, and so I thought he just was so disciplined, and how he handled everything um, uh, with the football, and and then in the run game making the 
making that work too. Um, so, uh, you know, and the offensive line, that, that's a good defensive front. They, they did a nice job of protecting them. Yeah, they got after each other. I mean, that was kind of fun to watch that. So, um, and, and the effort was intense there the, on both on both guys. Um, Crosby, he's a good good football player. Um, but yeah, it was good to see. I mean, to have that uh, to have him here um, means a lot, especially when he had been a starter to stay. Strong mentally to be able to step in and do that. I, you know, my hat's off to him on that. Um, two, two I took everybody out. Um, Tyron, I don't know, he might have an ankle or a little something, but I took them all out at that time. So, okay. but I don't think it's anything serious. And the second thing is, it seems like the Raiders play a lot more single safety stuff, maybe some cover three than what you've seen from other teams playing those those deep shells. Yeah, he blended it a little bit. So uh, between uh, cover four and um, single safety middle zone, and listen, that's kind of where the whole thing started. So they, they, you know, they've done a good job against us the last few years, and so um, just playing zone. But he mixed it in. He mixed a little bit of quarters. He mixed some heavy three, and then. Man, man to man with different doubles taking place. So he had a he had a nice game plan on that. Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, that you have to develop your own personality. Every team's different every year and so yeah you, you can't worry about the expectations and all that stuff you got to get down to the nitty-gritty and build it and so our guys have kind of done that and um, they're getting to know each other better uh, and we've got to we got to keep plugging away you know so it's a good one to get though uh, but I, I think you're probably spot on on that yeah Adam. Andy, uh, Pat was in the first sort of prolonged yeah, so l listen, Adam, I mean, um, Frazier does a million different studies for us, right? And Pat's lot lasted longer than any quarterback in the history of the game without a slump, right? And so it's going to happen. There's going to be a little something that, that it doesn't go your way. And it's important that you power through it, stay confident, and you know keep keep firing. And so um, that's how he's wired. And, and you knew he was going to get get through the ups and downs, um, just by, by the way he handles himself. And that's what we all. I mean, we, we're all watching it, right? So. Yeah, listen, it, this probably goes for any team in this league, but if all three phases are clicking, then you're going to be tough to stop. So, um, But we, you, we're coming out of this, and we've got room to improve. And, um, <clears throat> you know, the, these guys are they're under, they believe in that. They, they think that's how they come out to, to practice. They've got a confidence about them, but they're, you know, they, they understand that if we put it all together, then good things can happen. So. Last three. Uh, Coach, uh, I'd love to talk a little bit more about the offensive line, especially with Randall Brown. Uh, two weeks ago against, uh, I believe, the Titans, uh, uh, well, a couple weeks ago, they gave up four sacks. The last couple of weeks, they've only given up you know, one sack and kept Patrick clean. How comfortable are you seeing Patrick behind this offensive line? Yeah, well, you guys asked us during training camp. I mean, it takes a little bit of time for those guys to gel. It's five guys all kind of dancing the same dance, and they've got a. Uh, it takes time, it takes snaps. And so. Um, you know they're they're working through everything that they they need to. They've got a great attitude about them. Heck is a is a heck of a football coach, no pun intended. So we, we just keep keep pounding through this. Last two, Jarrett and Nate. Uh, just backtrack for a second. When you think about kind of how the game flowed, the ebb and flow, the rhythm, 
How important was it for, for him, even from a confidence standpoint, for all that he's accomplished, to, to get off to a, a, a quick start? Yeah, no, that helps. I mean, he did last week too. So there, he he came out and we we moved it right along. And then he had another one of those series just before half. And then he had it at the end of the game, um, you know, where he made a couple of nice plays. So, um, but for I think for any quarterback, I, I think it's important that uh, you can kind of start and and develop some rhythm uh, in the game. And I, I think he, you know, he did that today. Um, so I, it's important, yes. Last one, Nate. You started the defense earlier, but in this three-game winning streak, is there something that you can point to that, that tells you that this defense is trending in the right direction? What I guess the most impressive you? Yeah, I think they're playing well together, communicating well, which is so important on defense. There's always adjustments taking place. I mean, these offensive guys in this league are, are you know, they're smart guys, and they try to get you out of position with their calls, motion shifts. And, and so um, to make those adjustments, they, the, the back end and front end, to make everything happen the right way to still cover all the gaps and all the zones in the back end, um, you, you got to be sharp. And it's endless hours with that. Uh, they do a million walkthroughs going through this. And, and uh, you know, you got to do it like that. So, and they, 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 they're getting better at that. All right. Thank you, Coach. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Chiefs head coach Andy Reid coming out of what was an enormous win for the Chiefs, and they've been building towards it for a while now, a complete win, a 41-14 to win over the Las Vegas Raiders, which improves them to 6-4. and four. A couple things that come out of the press conference, Steve. Andy Reid says that Traverius Ward and Willie Gay were dealing with illnesses tonight. It seemed like they played through some of that. Uh, I thought the key quote of that press conference it sounded like it came from a question by Sam Melliger of the Kansas City Star about what the Chiefs are building and whether or not the Chiefs are back and who they are. And it was essentially alluding to the identity. And Andy Reid said that the Chiefs at, at a certain point just needed to get down to the nitty gritty and build it. And you have to become that team. And what sticks out to me uh, about this win is now you're six and four. You're in first place in the AFC West. I still think, okay, to get this by, it's going to be tough because the Tennessee Titans are a good football team that has a, an easy schedule in front of them. That being said, it's not out of the realm of possibility. And you look at that 6-4 and four record, and I know it's become a storyline in Kansas City this week. If they could get this win, they would be back to 6-4. and four. The Chiefs were 6-4 and four in 2019 when they ended up going on this run and winning a Super Bowl championship. So, I think the bigger thing is it, it seems like this could be the identity of the team. And if this is the true identity of a team, solid offense with that Patrick Mahomes flair that we have seen, as well as a defense to match, who in the AFC do you feel comfortable to say, okay, they could knock this team off? I mean, I think in a sense, the Chiefs have reestablished themselves as a true contender in the AFC. And we felt at a certain point, I think at the beginning of the year, where that was not possible. Yeah, I, I mean, they're 0-4 against the top teams in the AFC that they've played so far this season. But the AFC also is just refusing to establish who is that team who's going to knock them off the top of that list. And right. I still need to see them put this thing together a few times in a row against good competition, I think, yeah. before I'm willing to just dive headfirst well, into this thing. We we have a... I mean, we had that's how what's great about how the schedules worked out. And I, I talked about levels going into this week where you had basically level one, level two games against the Giants and the Jordan Love Packers with his mom sitting at the top of the stands in outer space watching the game. And OK, you get these good wins against them. Still, you're not feeling good about the offense. Finally, you feel good against a good team, right? I think we can agree that the Raiders are a good team. You get a Cowboys team. Granted, they lost to the Denver Broncos, but I think that was more of a wake-up call game for them that just dismantled the Atlanta Falcons 43-3. to You can make a case that that could be the best team in the NFC. This could be a Super Bowl preview. And if the Chiefs can do what they did tonight against the Dallas Cowboys team, and then you're 7-4 and with a win like that heading into the bye, I think at that point, right, then you would feel comfortable saying, okay, this is a legitimate team and this is a legitimate team that has a chance to go back to its third straight Super Bowl. 
Yeah, absolutely. If they win that game next week at Arrowhead Stadium, then I'll for sure be back on board with this because, yeah, Dallas is really, really good. But this game plan tonight is like what we need from them, right? Because they don't have to put up 41 every time. You just got to know that they can score and you got to know that the defense can hold up and that's not going to be as bad as it was the first month of the season. And I think there's reasons to believe that this defense can continue to do what they're doing right now, because we still haven't even seen, you know, Melvin Ingram had an impact tonight and he's obviously made a difference in his two games with the chiefs, but I still think there's room for improvement with this pass rush. And so I think the defense can still get better and the offense just can't turn the ball over. And they just got to be able to consistently put up points when they need to. And that's what they did tonight. And you can just kind of have it in your back pocket that, oh, we still have Patrick Mahomes and he can go out and throw five touchdowns and 400 yards if we really need him to as well. So that should be the approach moving forward is just don't cost yourself games and just do what you did tonight and be a balanced offense that can play defense and you can put up 41 points when you need to. I want to go through the defensive stats really quickly. I want to make sure we touch upon the defense properly. You had two sacks in this game for the Chiefs. Jaron Reed had the sack. He also had two total quarterback hits. Derek Nadi also had a sack. He had a one quarterback hit. Legereus Sneed had a quarterback hit and actually led the Chiefs in tackles. And I, I think that is proper tonight because I, I just thought he was the most consistent and best Chiefs defensive player and has been for a while now. He was a little bit quiet to to start the season. And, and I think he has now uh, gotten into his own a little bit where you're seeing him make big plays. He's coming off a game in which he had an interception and then just the open field tackling. It it just doesn't seem like there could be anyone better in the NFL period um, right now at, at tackling. And that's wild to say. And, and I think, you know, you can make a case that Nick Bolton could rival him on on his own team. And I, I just think it, the Chiefs have needed for so long someone than other than Tyron Matthew and Chris Jones to establish defensive attitude and swagger. And I think they're doing that. And I think Sneed and Bolton are two key cogs of that. Yeah. And the early season narrative that, you know, they had to get rid of Spags and this defense was totally gone. Like that seems to have totally evaporated. Now, like yeah. I do feel more confident. And I know I said I need to see them do it another time or two before I feel really confident in this team. I am starting to feel confident in the defense, right? Like they they made the adjustments that they needed to. Juan Thornhill's getting more snaps and Daniel Sorensen's on the field less, so he's less of a liability for your defense. I know Dan had the pick tonight, but I mean, Derek Carr just kind of threw that one up there. That was more reminiscent of some of Patrick Mahomes' turnovers early mm-hmm. in the year. But yeah, I, I'm kind of more confident in the defense simply because the pass rush is there now. And the pass rush is what I thought it was supposed to be headed into the season. And I would have to imagine they can keep that up. You know, Frank Clark's finally healthy. And I know he had a quiet night tonight, but Jaron Reed stepped up. And we haven't seen anything out of Jaron Reed through 10 weeks of the year. So it was nice to see Jaron Reed have a big impact game. And I don't think that's a coincidence that. He finally did in week 10 after they're establishing Melvin Ingram and they're moving Melvin Ingram around and they're moving Chris Jones around. They're just the health too, I think is helping. And I know that sometimes we'll turn to that each and every year and saying, okay, this defense just has to get healthy and then they're going to start playing. Well, I think you're actually legitimately seeing it. Like I think Frank Clark is finally healthy. I think Chris Jones is as healthy as he's going to be this year. I know he's dealing with that wrist thing, which he will until he eventually has off season surgery to kind of get that thing cleaned up. Melvin Ingram is making an impact. That was Jaron Reed's best year at Seattle when Frank Clark was dominant. They feed off each other. And I think you have four guys and really a rotation. Derek Naughty continues to be one of the underrated players on this team. I said, I would get to it. Prior to Andy Reid, I don't want to forget. So Mike Hughes uh, had a fumble off of a punter <laughs> tonight. Yeah. A low point for the Chiefs. He's fortunate that the Chiefs won. I just feel bad for him in what will be the film room uh, tomorrow because now that everyone's feeling good, that's going to be a real lighthearted moment in what was a really nice effort for the Chiefs. Um, I, I like the wherewithal by Andy Reid in going for it on fourth down. Uh, he's starting to understand, and I, I think it took some time, but I, I think he's starting to understand a little bit of the analytics behind it. And granted, there are still times when he uses his gut and he'll take kick a field goal on fourth down, and we saw a little bit of that tonight. But there's fourth and short a lot of the time, 
when Mahomes is rolling and you're feeling good about your effort and, and, you know, you feel good about the way your unit is playing. And for example, you have Blake Bell that has a quarterback sneak, which was amazing. You had a touchdown on a fourth down play. And then the biggest fourth down play of the game still, it was a 13 point game at the time. And we heard about it at the press conference was Tommy Townsend and just saying, okay, uncle Dave, you want to roll with this pass to Marcus Kemp, Marcus Kemp, by the way, who doesn't really play a ton of offense on this team. I mean, you are trusting them in that moment. A yeah. guy who doesn't throw passes and a guy who doesn't really catch them as of late <laughs> to complete a 16-yard play in a key part of the yeah. game, which eventually leads to that Daryl Williams high point end of game done touchdown for a 38-yarder. That's the moment where if you you know you want to say, okay, how did how the Stella get her groove back? How did the Chiefs get their swagger back? It's rolling Tommy Townsend, who is a key oh. player for the second week in a row out there to throw a pass to Marcus Kemp. Yeah, and he delivered a dart to Marcus Camp. It was that's beautiful. What Tommy that was a beautiful does. pass. He had a brilliant game last week. He was yeah. like one of our most underrated players. And then this week he is just out there throwing lasers on fourth down. Like that's what Tommy Townsend does. But I think my the biggest thing I was excited about in this game, and we finally saw them start to hit some of the downfield stuff. I know Mahomes missed Tyreek a couple of times. But it's there. It's it's coming. It's going to happen eventually. Like Tyreek Hill, 50-yard bombs aren't gone. We just haven't seen one in a little bit. It'll happen eventually. But yeah, it was the confidence that they had, that they were able to build off, even after that Mike Hughes fumble early in the game because it felt like, okay, the Chiefs started this one strong. They can get the ball back here. They can go score. Nice, solid return by Mike Hughes, and then he lets the punter force a fumble. So it was like one of those turning points where you're like, ah, oh, man, like this is this is where it starts to go bad. Like the, we've seen this so far this season, but they stayed confident the entire game. Like they did not let right. that eat away at them. And that's something that they've really struggled with because it was when they were in the red zone. And I think it was a direct snap to Blake Bell on a third and short for a, to get them in first and goal situation like that type of stuff. That's the stuff that sometimes we scratch our heads about and we're like, come on, Andy, just just run a normal play there. But like when Andy's really feeling himself, he gets away with those little plays like that. And then the fourth down throw by Tommy Townsend, all of that stuff speaks to a team that has found its confidence back. And I think that's why you should be really excited about that. Steve, I got to wrap up because I got to go do Sunday sound off. If you're watching live, you can switch to 41. I'll be talking to Mick Schaefer and whatnot. I want to give you an opportunity to give your final comments and I'll close up here before I got to go. Yeah. I mean, I think this is a turning point. I think that that, you know, end of game pass from Mahomes against the Green Bay Packers was a turning point for him last yeah. week. And hopefully it's only going up from here. It's they, they got the, Offensive game plan adjustment that I feel like I've been screaming about for weeks going tonight. And I think they should keep doing that moving forward because it's going to give defenses problems and they can keep putting up points that way. So, yes, turning point for the offense. Let's keep going. Let's keep putting up points. I'm going to just reiterate what I said to start the show. I just think that we got obsessed with Patrick Mahomes needing to be fixed where I don't know if Patrick Mahomes was ever really broken. He was still that athletic player that just needed, I, I think, maybe a little bit of time to figure out how defenses were playing him. And I, I think it took some time. I think in what usually has to be accomplished in an offseason, which is a fixing of a mental approach, the Chiefs have managed to pull off, it seems, based upon the performance tonight and I think some of the progress we had seen in recent weeks of fixing a quarterback's mental approach and having him play a different way than he had been uh, and they were able to accomplish it in season and what's different about that happening in the offseason than happening in the regular season is just you see the growing pains and to me it just was an affirmation of okay Mahomes is figuring it out and and I, I think the bigger part of that is if the defense can match what the offense is doing which there are signs of that as well you're suddenly in the second half looking at one of the more complete teams in the NFL. Now they got to do it against the Dallas Cowboys. And I think we know that, but I think you come away from tonight's 41 to 14 win over the Las Vegas Raiders saying two words for the rest of the NFL. Uh Oh, because you let the chiefs hang around. You, you didn't have a team and you can make a case that the Titans did this to an extent. Uh, we'll see if they can keep it up, but you didn't have multiple teams distancing themselves from the chiefs the titans are the only team with more wins than the chiefs right now that's amazing to say <laughs> the chiefs have a lot of football in front of them and you can almost say to an extent they control their own destiny to get the second or third seed 
in the AFC. And if they're playing this caliber and they can kind of build off this and start playing their best football at the end of the season for a change, they may have a shot that you feel better about than you did last year when they were working through a beat up offensive line, even though they were able to get those AFC wins against Cleveland and Buffalo. You could tell. They were working through some issues there, and they ended up rearing their ugly head in in Tampa. You might end up feeling better about this team than you did that team, and it started tonight 41-14 of the Las Vegas Raiders. If you're listening on the Arrowhead Pride podcast channel, we're going to take a quick break and stick around for other press conferences. You heard from head coach Andy Reid. You'll hear from Patrick Mahomes and Tyron Matthew, as well as Tyree Kill after the break. Again, if you're watching us live, we're going to close up the live feed. I'm going to head over to 41, so turn over to that if you want to see some more Chiefs analysis on 41 uh, and what we're going to do over there. Steve, thank you for joining me for tonight. Again, it's a 41-14 to win for the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday Night Football. A huge win for the Kansas City Chiefs. For Steve Sir, I'm Pete Sweeney. Thank you for listening to the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Thanks for sticking around with us on the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. As we promised, we've got each and every post-game press conference in case you missed it after the Chiefs' huge win over the Las Vegas Raiders 41-14 on Sunday night football. You'll hear from Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, wide receiver Tyreek Hill, safety Tyron Matthew, and running back Daryl Williams. Here's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I think uh, obviously a huge moment in the game. Um, and then a guy stepping up and making a big play. I mean, Noah, uh, he's battled every single week to continue to get better and better. And uh, for him to, to make a big catch like that, because that was a tough catch in traffic with the ball kind of shooting right through the line of scrimmage, um, it was kind of just letting it out to know that, I mean, we, that was a big touchdown and got the momentum back in our favor. Yeah, did you, uh, you know, this is probably your best offensive game since the Philadelphia game. How comfortable did you feel tonight with that offensive line? You had five touchdowns. You weren't, touched, uh, you weren't sacked at all. Yeah, no, it was, um, I mean, they've been doing a good job these last few weeks. Um, they've been doing a great job. And this is a great defensive line with the great pass rushers. have had a great season, and, and they stepped up to the challenge. I mean, Wiley came, came in and battled the entire game against Crosby. Uh, I thought Orlando did a great job um, uh, against Yannick. Uh, I mean, the two great players. And then the, the interior guys just did a great job in the run game, screen game, everything. Um, and so I think as the season's gone on, you've seen how you kind of come together as a unit offensively, and then they get an understanding of how I do my drops because I'm obviously different than a lot of guys in this league. And then also, and then also when you look at it, um, you know, you, you were trying to take what the defense gave you. You didn't have any rush attempts at all. I mean, was that something conscious? Yeah, I think it, uh, there was nothing. I didn't necessarily. I didn't know that, so I, I wasn't necessarily trying to not run run or anything like that. I was going to run the one I threw to Daryl, um, but uh, I think it was just the guys were getting open. I mean, guys were beating double teams. Uh, guys were getting open in their zone coverages, um, and I was getting the ball to them. And then you saw Daryl and these backs were making plays happen out in space. And so um, whenever they're they're catching the ball like that out of the backfield and adding another option, it's definitely another uh, kind of u- uh, utility thing that I can use in this offense. Oh, hey. Oh, I knew I knew I was close. That's the first thing I said when I got to the sideline. I said, "Was I behind the line of scrimmage?" Um, because 
I, I kind of I, I hit through the middle and like I, I was I was I was pretty committed on I was about to try to run and then I kind of what took my eyes there is I think it was I can't remember if it was Trav or one of the receivers Pringle maybe that I think it was Trav that was running across the field and I was going to shoot shoot it to him and then out of my peripheral I saw Daryl and I actually underthrew it a little bit um, but uh, I mean he tells me he can catch Daryl does but I, I I guess I guess I, I see that he can so uh, he made a big big time play over a, a good player. I think it was. I think it was in pregame. I mean, you could just feel the energy uh, from the guys. I mean, everybody was ready to go this game. Um, we obviously haven't offensively played the way we wanted to, but we've been finding ways to get wins. And so I think guys have been just steady with the process of getting better and better. Um, and um, I thought pregame, you could feel that energy, and I think guys wanted to be on Sunday Night Football playing in a stadium like this against a team like that. Hey, hey Pat, would it be safe to say that you've got your groove back? I mean, do you feel like a relief after? Yeah, for sure. I, I, the, uh, Shane Bouchelle came up to me and showed me this video with this kid, and he was saying, I got my swagger back. And so uh, that, that was something that was kind of my like motto this week. And I think uh, the whole team, we kind of got that swag back, and uh, we got, we're going to try to keep that thing rolling. Patrick, there have been three tough weeks for you in the offense. What, what told you that that's not really who you were, that you guys were going to come out? Yeah, I mean, I think it just comes with uh, we've done it before. I mean, we've done it these last few seasons. We were doing it at the beginning of this season. We were moving the ball and, and making a lot of stuff happen. We were just turning the ball over. Um, and then we went, kind of went through a, a little little spell where we weren't weren't making these drives and continuing these drives, but we were still finding ways to win. Um, and so uh, I knew it was gonna, we were going to click back into it. I've been saying it for weeks. I was like, we're going to find it. I mean, it, we have the guys. We have too many guys that work hard. We have too many great coaches that put in the time. Um, that we're gonna we're gonna find a way to get stuff going, and if the defense is playing like that, I mean, uh, don't let that get overlooked. How they're playing, I mean, it, that's gonna make us a great football team. Sam, uh, a couple ones, one real quick. When did Shane play that video? And where did he, show it? he showed it to me like in the in the QB room. We were watching film like Monday or Tuesday. So he, he was he was saying because I was saying I need to get my, I was like I need to get my my swag back, and he showed me that video, and I, I, that was like the mojo the, the video of the week. Okay. Mm -hmm. What do you think that got you going? Because it was, it was kind of the thing where the, I think the question was they were trying to say what was wrong with the team, um, and uh, they went, had a big win, and he said that, said that uh, I think I got my swagger back, and I was like, man, that's what we're going to do on Sunday. So uh, we, we got the win. Now how can, we, how can we keep that swag going? Nate, um, there's always a question about who's calling the plays. Is it Andy? Is it EB? But for you, how much of the play calling helped you get into a rhythm to where guys could you know, get open more than in the past? Yeah, they were dialing it up. I mean, I thought they did a great job um, of marrying the run in the pass game. Um, we had we had plays that we ran early in the game, kind of like the touchdown to Pringle that set up plays uh, later. Um, so I mean, it was it was a thing of they were marrying up the run in the pass game really well. They were they were calling plays to get guys open um, versus every, both coverages really the two three coverages that the the, the team with the the almost said Chargers the Oakland was was doing. Um, and so uh, whenever they're calling plays like that, it makes it my job a lot easier. No, it's all it's always something new. I mean, obviously we're a different football team. I mean, uh, we have a lot of the same pieces, but we have new guys. And I think with the offensive line, uh, how they're playing right now, um, at, to add on with the guys that are stepping up and making plays week in and week out, um, we're going to, we're trying to be our own version of the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, we we know that it's what it takes because we've been in the Super Bowl games and stuff like that. Um, but I think we kind of went back these last few weeks and kind of went back to the, let's just take it day by day. Let's not worry about the Super Bowl right now. Let's figure out how we can make ourselves better as a team each and every day. And I think that's what you've seen these last three weeks of, of finding ways to get wins. Last one, Sam. Um, Harry said that you actually called the play that led to his second touchdown. Can you take us through that conversation? And then you potentially call a play at all without giving anything away? Yeah, we, we called a play. I think it was three, two or three plays before that where uh, we had a run play called. And uh, it, was, it was the same thing, marrying the plays. It was the same where we had that action. And I kind of carried out that fake. And I saw the corner and the safety kind of bite down on me, trying to trying to stop the run, obviously. And so um, when I went back to the sideline, I, I kind of I told Coach Reed, like, hey, if it, we, he already had a play call. I was like, the next one, let's call this play again. They're going to bite on it. Um, and so I kind of rode it, and I, I, rolled, I acted like I was read option in it and kind of went to the right. And the corner just uh, kind of bit down enough, and the linebacker bit. So I knew I just got to get it over the top to Tyreek. All right, thank you. Thank you.
Uh, yeah, I mean, Pat does a tremendous job, you know, putting a lot of trust in me, you know, down the field, you know, um, the second touchdown, he actually called that from the sideline. He was actually telling coach that coach, like, it's there. And coach called it, you know, and it was wide open. So, I mean, the guy's great. He's, un he's unbelievable, you know. Shout out to the guys up front, too, you know, protecting him all night. So, I was able to do my thing down the field. What, what are you seeing from Patrick, or have you seen in these recent weeks as the production and the numbers haven't been what we've been accustomed to as far as his psyche and keeping, you know? Oh, okay. Um, well, um, Pat, I mean, as great as he is, you know, he I, I feel like he has learned, you know, how to, you know, take what's given to him, you know, like whether it's check downs, you know, because teams are like beginning to, to like take the deep shots away from us, you know, so he's been doing a great job, you know, studying film, you know, spending time with Eric, um, Coach E.B., you know, Andy Reid and um, his quarterback coach, you know, and just, you know, learning how to, you know, improve his game even more. So. Like, like I said, man, I, I can't ask to be in a better position, you know, w with a better quarterback. So we're all very fortunate. You weren't worried about him, were you? I mean, no, no, never, never, never. Because, you know, um, he's a guy that never, like, he's a guy that never gets comfortable. You know, he always trying to get better. He Like, he's always trying to find ways to, like, you know, improve, you know, himself, the team, you know, because believe this or not, without him, like, we don't go nowhere, you know. So he knows that. No, I mean, the, the guy's still the same guy, you know, um, cocky, which is good, you know, um, just still believing in, in, like, in himself, so still the same guy. And also, you mentioned just taking what's there. How much easier is that said than done? You're a guy that obviously came into this league knowing that it's a guy that just It's hard, man, especially for me, man, because I'm used to going 80 every play, you know, so, man, I just... You know, Coach Reed, he got to just keep me calm on the sideline, you know, because I'm a head case, man. I'm used to going, like I said, used to going down the field, and now guys got me running 12-yard ends, and I, that's not something I'm used to. So we're all, like, we're all adjusting our games, you know. So that's why we, that's why we in the NFL, you know. Right. What, how, how is that going to look different than the best version of yourself in the last couple of years? How is this team going to be different? I don't, I mean, I feel like there, there's always ways to improve. You know, um, whether, I mean, I, I can't speak for nobody else on this team, but I can speak for the, you know, receiver room because I am the veteran of, of that group, you know. But I feel like, as for us, as a wide out room, we can improve our blocking, we can improve our route depth, you know, and stuff like that, you know, just so we can be on time with Pat. You know, um, to give him a clearer picture, you know, instead of just, you know, if we got a 12-yard route, being at seven, you know, and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's always ways to improve, even though we put up 41. You know, we probably could have put up 60. So, who knows? Tyreek, um, it's been a few weeks where Travis has kind of dipped in production. Obviously, it looks like he's kind of playing through some injuries. Just how nice was it to see him sort of get back on track? And what has he sort of shown you uh, at this stage of his career to still – be able to be a, a reliable source for tight ends. Yeah, he's still, I mean, he's like arguably probably like one of the best tight ends of all time, you know. So, I mean, his mindset is always, you know, trying to keep his swagger, you know, like he kept saying that on the sideline, you know. So, for him, man, it's, it's, it's tough, you know, because guys are in there banging him around, like doubling him, like each and every play, you know. So, I mean, like I said, as great as he is, like his mindset is to always dominate and be the aggressor, you know, and, and tonight you saw that, you know, guys were trying to double him and do his thing. Like he was still able to, to break free, you know, and get open for Pat. For, for you, how much do you need Travis's voice at this point? Like you said, if he's the one talking about spark on the sideline, how much of that is, is needed for this particular group? It means a lot, man, especially like coming from a, a guy like him, you know, because like he, like he easily can say, you know what? I'm just going to show up and just play, you know, but instead, like, he's that vocal leader that you need, you know, just to hear, like, even for me, like, I'm, I'm six years in, and, like, and it feels good for me, you know, just to hear that confidence booster from Trav, you know, so, I mean, he's definitely a guy, you know, that we need, you know, to bring that energy.
Last one, Jay. Uh, yeah, with, with the impact that he had in the passing game tonight, does, does Daryl Williams get a key to the receiver role now? Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. What, how, how impressed were you with what he did in the passing game, especially that, that big long touch? Who's Zeus? Oh, Daryl? Yeah. Oh, that was crazy, man. Like, hey, to, to be honest, like, I did not see Daryl down the field at all, you know? So I was kind of, so like, when Pat was scrambling, doing his thing, I'm like, hey, is he past the line? Then I seen him throwing it. I turned around and I seen Daryl, and I'm like, I know he is not finna just throw this to Daryl. And that big booty tail jumped up there and caught it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's wild, you know? So they made a play, man. You know, like Greg Lewis, ex receiver coach, he got them boys going up top, you know? So. A little fun fact for y'all. No doubt. You guys have gotten a lot better at pre-snap communication and understanding what an offense is trying to do on motion. Obviously, formation shifts. Just how much do you see that coming quicker now, maybe versus earlier? Yeah, I mean, it's coming. Excuse my voice. I mean, I feel like it's coming along. I think every year, you know, defensively, you deal with what teams are going to present to you next. You know what I mean? So it took us a couple obviously more than a couple of weeks to kind of start to communicate and see what teams are really trying to do against us. But um, we got some good coaches. And uh, so, and then the guys we got on our team, you know, they're all in. So uh, we knew it was going to get there. And um, we still feel like we could be much better. Does that speak to, to you guys sort of neutralizing Darren Waller so much in this game? That it wasn't just one particular guy in the secondary, that it was a collection of everybody? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, you know, obviously, I think during the course of the game, obviously, he wasn't necessarily featured uh, as much as he's been featured in the past. Um, I thought Spags had a couple, um, you know, wrinkles for him. Uh, I think Melvin, you know, uh, you know, bumping him sometimes at the line of scrimmage, um, obviously me covering him, um, Sneed in certain situations, um, just trying to mix up the looks that he see, you know, um, and I think it's, it's going to pay a lot for us, you know, going forward. I mean, you know, every game from here on out is a must-win game for us. Um, I mean, that, that's really how we're looking at it. Um, you know, every game is important. Every series is important. And um, in those critical down and distances, you, you want good on good. You know, you want whoever you think your guy is and whoever you think their guy is, you know, let's play. So um, I thought Spags had a great game plan. And um, for me, I just try to, you know, flow with it. I mean, yeah, I'm not necessarily looking back, um, you know, and, 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 you know, being to the last two Super Bowls, they don't crown champions in October, you know, in November. Um, so, you know, like I mentioned, um, you know, uh, we know it's going to take some time, you know, uh, in the last couple of years, it's taken us, you know, quite some time to kind of start clicking, but uh, we believe in it. And I think that at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. Yeah. Uh, talk about the resilience of the team. Of course, when you mentioned 2019, you all had that loss to the Titans and you yeah, man, we got a strong team. We got a strong character. Um, you know, I think our coaches are, you know, well-seasoned, you know, and experienced. And so, uh, you know, we know that we have a chance and we, and we have a shot. You know, every time we prepare uh, each and every week, um, and at the end of the day, all this, it comes down to execution, you know, um, and, that's, and that falls on the players. Um, and, and I thought tonight we executed the right way, um, and I thought our coaches did, 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 did what they needed to do as well. And with the help of the defense, now that you're seeing all the players, including with the inclusion of Melvin, is this what you thought that this defense would be at the beginning of the season? Most definitely. I think we're going to continue to get better. Um, you know, just like the last couple of seasons, I see us being one of the better defenses, you know, when it matters the most late in the season. Kirby, kind of along those same lines, what kind of a, what kind of a message does a performance like tonight send to the rest of the league and even some of the doubters that were out there coming into this weekend? I mean, listen, man, I think, you know, I think it's always going to be people kind of nitpicking and, you know, everybody has expectations for the Kansas City Chiefs, um, you know, being, being that we went to the last couple of Super Bowls, um, but, I mean, this game is hard. You know, it's ebbs and flows, it's ups and downs. And, um, but I, I wouldn't want to be in this with, with nobody else. Um, you know, I think Spags is, is, is one of those guys I would want in my foxhole. And, you know, I could go on and on. Um, so those are the things that we believe in. And um, so that's what we're going to continue to believe in. Last, last play, we'll start. <coughs> uh, Sean fumble was just kind of what 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the football guards was on my side. I think I was supposed to have that interception. So <laughs> I think I think he was just looking out for me, man. But um, you know, that, that, that's another thing, man. You know, when you got when you got guys playing fast, um, you know, we can make up for uh, others' mistakes. And I think we, we I think we're trending towards that. You know, even when we do mess up, um, it's somebody back there that could kind of make it right, or somebody up front that could disrupt it. So, um, but yeah, I thought you know, I. I, I Football guards, man. Okay. Yeah, Kyron, uh, Andy Reid opened up saying hats off to the fans here. Uh, fans we talked to called this Arrowhead West. What did it feel yeah. like down there on the field? Were there a lot of fans right here? Oh, no, nah, it, was, it was real. You know, I think, you know, obviously, you know, during the national anthem, and, you know, um, you know, obviously I was expecting to hear home of the Raiders, but uh, I think home of the Chiefs was kind of drowning them out. So uh, we knew that we were, uh, you know, we knew we had a lot of support in the building. And, you know, our fans travel well. And I think anytime they, you know, really support us, uh, you know, that, that gives us that extra confidence as well. Last two, Sam, and then we'll go here. You mentioned Darius earlier. Uh, what have you seen from him, especially the last couple of weeks? I mean, he's coming into his own. I, I know he probably you know, weren't making the plays early in the season that, that, that I thought he would make and he thought. Uh, but he's coming along, man. Um, I think the whole world would know his name by the end of the season. Last one, J.B. It's been a long time since we said the Chiefs in first place. <laughs> How does that feel? How does that feel? I mean, it feels good. Um, you know, like I said, man, um, you know, they're not crowning anybody in, in November. Uh, so we got, you know, we got a lot more games left. And so we uh, got the Chargers coming up, the Cowboys. We got some big games coming up. And, you know, that's really where our focus should be at. Um, but uh, obviously with the way we started the season, uh, to be in this position uh, is very humbling. Um, and uh, so we just got to keep it going. All right, thanks, Tom. Um, first, I had a flat route. Uh, I chipped the end, got on a flat route. I saw Pat scrambling. And I saw Abram just flat-footed, so I went upfield, and uh, I continued to run. I saw Pat look at me, uh, he turned his eyes, and then he came back to me. He threw the ball. Uh, he threw it up. And I just I knew I had to go make a play. It was like backyard football. Just go out there and make a play. Can you explain what that feeling is like when you actually know you secured the catch, and it's, it's a play that not many running backs will make this season? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's big for me, big for my team. Um, you know, because it was a critical moment. Um, you know, with, and with that catch, I mean, that, that really helped us out. Uh, it really set the tone, uh, brought us more energy, and, uh, you know, I'm just, just grateful for the, for the opportunity. Dale, can you also explain what you were just saying about the eye, the eye contact? Like, mm-hmm. how it was actually directing you? No, it looked like, it just looked like he looked at me and took his eyes off me and then just came back to me and he threw it. And, and uh, I just had to make a play. Uh, I'm not saying he was saying something to me, but she, as long as he threw it to me, and I, you know, I would have been going to be able to play. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, like I've been telling everybody for longest, I could do everything you need me to do as a running back, whether that's catching, whether it's blocking, whether that's running. I could do every single thing. So you had, so you had nine targets and you make nine catches, so no squandered opportunities. Mm-hmm. In the past, again, but for a running back to get a hundred yards receiving game, which he's never done before this year, can you just tell us what what that's like? How satisfied are you with that? Uh, very satisfied. Um, I'm, I think I think the biggest thing is we got the win. But uh, with that, with those nice ca- catches, uh, just Pat trusting him, throwing me the ball. And, um, you know, I just had to go in there and make a play. I mean, these hands. They work. <laughs> no, I never, I never thought about that for real, for real. I never thought about it. It's all about opportunities, though, and you made the best of it. I mean, what advice would you give others who are, you know, maybe in your position that's packing up and get an opportunity to make the most out of it? Uh, people can always doubt you. People can always gonna have their opinion. Um, you know, as long as you have your, your that right mindset and. Um, you know, had the right people in your corner, and um, you know, just just put your head down and, and get to work, and don't never stop grinding, cause you never know. Just like me, uh, opportunities may come. You never know when it might come, and then you just got to make the most of it. When you know your quarterback is going to the best of his ability, what's that feeling like in the huddle before you guys go out to the next play? I think that just as a player, I think that just want to that just make you want to play harder. 
Um, you know, just seeing him out there, just making plays, um, making D-line miss, uh, scrambling, and just doing those type of things, it just it just brings energy and make you want to play even harder. Okay, thanks, Daryl. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it.